Start your day the right way by taking charge of your physical and mental fitness. It's important to know your numbers. They determine if your blood pressure is high or low, your cholesterol balance, even your blood sugar level, heart rate, and much more. Get tested by visiting your doctor, clinic, or stop by at any health center closest to you. Take control today. This message is from Doctors On Air with Dr. Pamela. This is Doctors On Air with Dr. Pamela. Good morning. Today we'll be talking about cervical cancer and the HPV vaccine and trying to ensure we have all your questions answered. Thank you, Dr. Iwuji and Dr. Lowell for coming on the program. It's actually a very important one because there's a huge challenge with the acceptance of the HPV vaccine. A lot of people don't understand it, don't want it, but we would like to use this as an opportunity to ask some of the questions people have openly and honestly and have them, uh, you know, and challenge you, as it were, on the, both the condition and the use of the vaccine and some of the issues that they have with it. And so I hope you don't mind, but I'm going to ask some questions, even if you feel they might not be, you know, you know, questions that you think a doctor should be answering, asking, please, I would like you to answer them as honestly as possible because a lot of people are not accepting that this vaccine and it's important, you know, that clarity um, around what the vaccine is, what it does and everything around it is cleared up. So if I can start with you, Dr. Wuji. Good morning. Thank you. Can you just tell us what is HPV and how does it relate to cervical cancer? Or shall I say, what is cervical cancer? And what role does HPV play? Okay, great. Thank you so much for having me on your program. And I really do want to um, help with promoting this HPV vaccine because it's so important. So cervical cancer is basically when you have uncontrolled division of the cells in the cervix. And the cervix is the lower part of the womb. Now, cervical cancer is very important in Nigeria because it's the third most common cancer overall in our country. And it's the second most common cause of cancer deaths, particularly in women. So this is having a huge impact on our female population and is a huge problem for a a huge cancer problem in our demographic. So when we think of cervical cancer, the next question is what causes cervical cancer? And that's where the HPV virus comes in. So all of us as adults will be having infections with the HPV virus throughout our lifetimes. And we get infected with the virus and we clear the virus. So we get infected and we get better. But if you have a prolonged infection with this virus, that is what puts you at risk of getting cervical cancer. And what we have found is that there are particular strains of this virus that significantly increase the risk of developing um, cervical cancer two particular strains, that's the um, HPV-16 strain and the HPV-18 strain are responsible for 70% of the cervical cancer cases that we have. So by giving the vaccine, if we can eradicate these particular HPV viruses, as well as some of the other ones that also contribute to cervical cancer, then we can significantly reduce the number of our ladies that are getting cervical cancer. And in fact, some studies have shown that by having these vaccination programs, they have been able to reduce cervical cancer by over 60% in their countries. So it's very, very important. Okay. And your 
come from the UK where there's a cervical cancer screening program and some of these vaccines have been used for some time now. Can you tell us how it's been used and what's has been, uh, you know, what what happened there when they started using it? Was it, was it accepted? Was it not accepted? Who's using it now? Is it girls? Is it only boys? How is how, how does it work in the UK? Okay, so in the UK, they actually have um, this, the HPV vaccination program available to both boys and girls. Um, and they've been using it particularly in teenagers because it's most effective if you start vaccinating the population before they become sexually active. So the HPV uh, virus is transmitted by sexual activity. So the more sexual partners a person has, the earlier they have um, intercourse and the more frequently they have intercourse, those are the risk factors for getting the virus. So if you start vaccinating um, the population before they're sexually active, then you get a better outcome. So they vaccinate both boys and girls. And like I said, this has reduced um, the number of the, the prevalence or the incidence of cervical cancer in the UK by over 60%. So we can see the amount of cervical cancer going down in the UK. The reason why we vaccinate both boys and girls is that not only does this help with cervical cancer, it can also help reduce other cancers like cancers of the anus, cancers of the penis, um, some cancers in the, or the mouth and the throat area. And also it reduces that cross infection. So like I said, when you're sexually active, you're, the man can transmit the virus to the woman and the vice versa. So if you eliminate it in both boys and girls, then that's a more effective way of reducing the transmission of this virus. And in the UK, we have seen excellent results to this, very good responses. Um, and we haven't had as much of this um, suspicion or concern about the vaccine. Obviously, you'll always have some concerns, but the research has shown that actually the side effects are very, very minimal, and therefore it has been widely accepted. Okay, so I'm going to play the devil's card with this. I'm going to ask some questions because some people have said that, oh, the, the success that they see in the UK is not actually due to the vaccine. It's actually due to this screening program, that they've had a long-term screening program. How can you differentiate the difference? How can you differentiate and say, this is the success due to the vaccination as opposed to the screening program that has been ongoing. Okay, and that is a, a reasonable question, but it's because the screening program and the vaccination did not start at the same time. The screening program has been going on in the UK for, for met, was, was already going on in the UK for many years before the vaccination program came in. And the vaccination program is an effective way of reducing the risk of developing not just the cervical cancer itself, but some of the infections that then later on develop into cervical cancer. The screening program detects the cancer at an early stage or pre-cancerous stage. So what we saw is that yes, even though the screening program did help with cervical cancer to some degree, by adding onto that the vaccination program, the numbers dropped even further. So the amount of cervical cancer dropped even more when we added the vaccination program in addition to the screening program. Okay, so if I can then turn to Dr. Lowe here, just to ask him a few questions, and then I'll sort of sort of put both of you in it, and if either one of you can answer the questions as you see fit. Dr. Lowe Kerry, can you tell us about this vaccine? It's been produced by GSK. Uh, what virus does it target? Is it the 1618? Is it more than that? Some people say it's got tackles five of them. Uh, how does it work? Okay, thank you very much, Ma, for that question. Um, first to say that um, um, currently there are a couple of HPV vaccines um, available that has been approved globally. 
a couple of them. And um, some of them have um, serotype 16 and 18 as their main constituents. Some of them have more than 16 and 18. They have additional serotypes within them. Um, the overall aim of um, the development of this vaccine is to control um, the development of HPV infection in the people that are vaccinated. Because what we have known, based on what is currently known and based on what uh, Dr. Um, Chinei just mentioned, is that HPV, that is human papilloma virus, is a necessary cause for the development of cervical cancer. It has to be present for the cervical cancer disease state to, 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 to be kick-started. So the aim of the vaccine is to ensure that, um, is, to pre is to prepare the immune system of um, individuals that were given this vaccine such that anytime they become exposed to the HPV virus, the, the immunity that has already been um, acquired with the vaccination can attack the virus and eliminate it so that the virus does not establish itself by causing uh, a prolonged infec infection in the services of the women that are, uh, that, that are so uh, affected. So the, the HPV vaccine is a prevention tool that helps to prepare the body immune system, get it ready for possible exposure to HPV infection. So such that when this infection, when this individual is now exposed to the infection, the immunity um, take care of such infection and the infection never um, establish itself to lead to a cancer on the long run. Particularly in Nigeria now, um, we are strongly admonishing uh, young girls. The way the vaccine is administered is, is given from the age of nine years up to the age of 14 years for younger girls. But people older than that can take the vaccine as well. Thank you very much. You're listening to Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela. So, we had a, a question in the break, um, seeking clarification from you, uh, really asking what is the, you know, what did you mean when you said a woman can get, um, you know, infected multiple times and how does it work? Could you just clarify that? Could you explain that issue on HPV? Okay. So, like I said, we all have HPV in, in our bodies generally, but what happens is that it's being transmitted every time you have sexual intercourse. So even if a lady has um, the vir virus in her body, her body will naturally clear that virus. But then if she goes and has sex, she will then get um, infected with the virus again, and then she'll have to clear it again. And then every time she has sexual intercourse, she's basically putting herself at risk from getting infected with this virus. And remember, it is continuous infection with this virus over long periods of time that leads to the cancer. But if the lady has the vaccination, then that enables her to clear these viral infections and even reduces the risk of her getting the viral infections in the first place. So by doing that, she's able to reduce the chances of having a long-term viral infection that can then lead to um, cancer. Okay, and that's, so that's the issue with multiple sexual partners. Now, yes, basically, there's a question mark on, on the actual HPV types. So for example, they, they, you've said 16 and 18. Um, we've read in, in different places the ones in Africa, the ones in Nigeria are not necessarily 16 and 18. They say cervical cancer is far more aggressive in Nigeria because the stereotypes here are more, maybe, I don't know, 33, 37 or whatever. So if they are, is that true? And uh, look, there are hundreds of HPV types. So how really, you know, effective is this vaccine in our own environment? Has the research been done 
in our own environment to see how effective those vaccines are. Well, um, in, in our environment, um, a couple of studies have been done that look at um, the different types of HPV that have been found in um, the cervixes of women. Um, and this is well documented, actually. But the pattern of what we have, it may vary slightly based on location, but it's generally in alignment with what is observed elsewhere in the world. So predominantly in every major part of the world, 16 and 18 were often the predominant types. There could be other types, 31, 33, 52, different other ones that also contribute to varying degree. But if we, if we look at it generally, largely across the world, we realize that the dominant role being played by 16 and 18 is well established. So it is as part of the requirement for vaccine development, every vaccine, every HPV vaccine that is developed must have that 16 and 18. Some have, have gone ahead to add other serotypes beyond 16 and 18, like 31, 33, 66, 11 to the vaccine. Some have not. They have also been able to show that the vaccines, even when it contains just 16 and 18, the, the immunity it produces can cross-protect against some other serotypes that were not even in that particular vaccine. So, what Can you we, explain that in a bit more detail? What do you mean by cross-protect? Okay. So, if we look at HPV vaccine, it's, it's like a family. Um, just for the sake of um, explanation, let's assume that in the family, let's say of 10 children, two are more troublesome. Others are, others are um, more, um, uh, maybe they, they are more cooperative children, but two are more troublesome. Um, and then we try to, to arrest and, and, and uh, maybe keep those two that are troublesome in check, so to say. But we must bear in mind that those two children, they are from the same parent, just as the rest of the eight that we considered normal. So, in, and that is the way the HPV vaccine also behaves. Even though most of the vaccines were in, uh, ensure that they include 16 and 18, they also understand that the genetic makeup of the rest that were not even targeted is to a large extent similar to that of 16 and 18. Though there are some slight differences, but is to a large extent similar. So sometimes when they provide, so when the vaccines try to target 16 and 18, if it sees other members of the HPV family within that particular individual, evidence shows that it can also protect against them. It can, so that is the phenomenon of cross-protection. So our primary focus is 16 and 18, but there are some beneficial, um, the benefit can be extended to other members of the family when they are present. Sometimes when they are not present, you don't bother, but when they are present, they also benefit from the protection for 16 and 18. So, um, and now, so that is the philosophy behind the yeah. development of vaccines. Okay, so now, talking about the vaccines, there, there's a lot of discussion around side effects, okay? In particular, they talk about the side effects of sterility, i.e. that these foreigners are bringing in this vaccine into Nigeria to make us sterile. Now, that they, that a lot of women have experienced fertility issues, etc. Dr. Wuji, from the um, UK experience, have they got a lot of women with fertility issues? 
Not that I'm aware of the side no. effects of this vaccine. No, this is not one of the, the common or recognized um, side effects of the vaccine. With, with any vaccine, you can have some side effects. For example, where the vaccine is given, it might get a bit red or inflamed. You might feel a bit tired after the vaccine. You might get a bit of headaches, nausea, even dizziness. Um, but in terms of this, this concern that the vaccine reduces fertility, that has not been founded. That has not been proven. So I think this is one of the things that's making its way around social media, but it's not actually a founded, um, there's no evidence to confirm it. Well, I mean, yes. that's what, that's yes, what people yes. say. But the reality is that people, what people believe is that, and this has been shown that, uh, well, no, it has been shown, but it is believed that people are out there that want to drastically reduce Nigeria's population. Yes. And so they're using, whether it's the uh, HPV vaccine or what is inside the HPV vaccine, but they're, they're trying to bring down our population. And so people are afraid because everybody says, well, I want my children to have grandchildren. So I don't know. Uh, Dr. Lowe, what, yeah, you know, you know, what are you doing can about I just this? How true is this? Yeah, can I just jump in for a quick second before Dr. Lowe comes, comes in? I think if, we're, like I said, not only is that unfounded, but if we're worried about our population going down, actually continuing without the vaccine is a bigger risk. Because like I said, this cancer is killing 8,000 people per year. Right. So anyone that gets infected with this um, with this particular cancer, it's killing more than half the people that it's infecting. So actually, if someone was trying to get rid of our population, they should just let the cervical cancer run run its course, because that's the way that it's actually bringing down um, our population numbers. But it's I, I understand the concern, but it's not a valid one. Please go ahead, Dr. Lowe, Karen. Thank you very much, Dr. Chine. I, I want to um, agree with you that um, first is to say that um, the relationship this concern has been investigated in the course of um, clinical trials. And they are, this is well studied. And they've seen that uh, pregnancy, um, um, fertility, as well as pregnancy outcomes in people that took the vaccine and in people that did not take the vaccines are not any different. This is well, well published way back since 2012. So that clearly documented that HPV vaccines does not do um, it does not affect fertility and it does not even make the pregnancy outcome worse. That is number one. Secondarily, um, a couple of countries on African continents, blacks like us, have been using these vaccines for years. South Africa Where? is a typical example. Um, okay. People, people in South Africa, people in Zimbabwe, people in um, people in Mauritius have all been using these vaccines at the population level, not one, 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 one person going to clinic. No, government is producing, providing it for everybody on a national scale, just like Nigeria is attempting to do now. South Africa has been doing this for more than six years. Zimbabwe started about four or five years ago. Um, Liberia has been using this same vaccine. Several countries have been using it. And none of them has said that their people have gone sterile. At least they are still reproducing today. They are still as fertile as they used to be. Um, first, on a personal note, I would say that members of my own family, my wife has taken it. My two daughters have taken it. Uh, and I can say that nothing much has changed from, from the time they took it up till now. So I want to reassure our people that first, it has been studied in the, in the course of clinical trial regarding fertility and pregnancy outcomes in people with, um, who took HPV vaccines. And it has been shown that there is no untoward outcome beyond what you would have ordinarily expected. And then, 
fellow black populations, like I mentioned, South Africa, Mauritius, Zimbabwe, Liberia, have been using these vaccines for a couple of years now. And if it is a true concern, I think they will have also picked it because they are using it at population level, not just at individual level. Okay, no, I think, you know, I think that's quite... I think encouraging for people to hear um, because, but you know, people are, are very paranoid now. They feel that Nigeria and Nigerians are being targeted. So I think it's also nice to know that it's also being used in other African countries, not just ab abroad. And, yes, um, and, it, and if I may add to that, even the HPV vaccine has been available in Nigeria for more than 10 years in private clinic, not the current one that the federal government is trying to roll out uh, targeting uh, school age children. It's already in Nigeria for more than 10 years, and Nigerians have been taking it. And uh, I'm not aware, I, I don't know, maybe, I, I don't know if any has been documented anywhere in Nigeria, to the best of my knowledge, of anyone that has become infertile as a result of not taking of taking the vaccine, or as I've had bad pregnancy outcome as, as a result of taking the vaccine. However, safety of all vaccines, including HPV vaccine, are continuously being monitored and report into regulatory agency. So it's an ongoing process. So whilst at date, there, there is reassurance that it does not constitute unnecessary health hazard to people who have taken it. No, I think um, that's actually very, very important information um, to have um, going forward. Now, what about other, you know, other concerns um, with vaccines? And this doesn't just apply to this one. But they say how increasing the number of vaccines that you take can cause autism and can cause all manner of other um, issues with children. Does this apply to uh, so this HPV vaccine at all? The mercury well, and other worries and concerns. Okay, so thank you very much, Ma. So first is to say that the HPV vaccine is currently being given out of the route, um, not in line with the current routine immunization schedule. So it is one of the few vaccines that we don't give uh, for the pediatric population. So we give it, we wait till they are around the age of nine years and above before we administer it. So it's more like a standalone vaccine anytime it is being given. Unlike the other childhood vaccine that tends to congregate around the, around the time that the children were still very young. So... So, that, so in, in, in terms of its administration, it is always um, almost often given as a standalone vaccine, usually around adolescent years, early adolescent years. That is number one. So it doesn't have that risk of um, maybe um, you co-administer it with another vaccine and then it results in um, uh, maybe a health concern. Uh, but if it, if it has to be given, this has also been studied. So there are specific vaccines that you can co-administer it with. And then this, this has also been studied. Okay. Now, that, you know, I have a number of other questions, but unfortunately our time is up. So do you have any last words for our listeners, Dr. Olo Okere? And then I'll give Dr. Iwuji a chance to say her last words for our listeners. And also before you say your last word, I also think I should mention that my children also had the HPV vaccine as well. Please carry on. Yes, so um, thank you very much, Ma, for that. Um, what I would want to reassure Nigerians and listeners um, about is that, first, prevention is better than cure. The HPV vaccine is a smart way to get yourself protected, to further um, harm yourself against a deadly disease like cervical cancer. It is available 
it, and in most government institutions, it is available for free. Let's take advantage of it because I have witnessed people with cervical cancer in clinical practice, and it is not if cancer of any kind, but talk less of cervical cancer, it is not an experience anyone should, should experience. And it will be a, a, a you'll be doing yourself a great um, um, you'll be doing yourself a great um, be, be, a benefit by taking this vaccine, which further protects you from developing this cancer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Dr. Iwuji, any last words? Yes, I just want to echo uh, that prevention is definitely better than cure. Of note, cervical cancer does not have many symptoms. So it's the sort of cancer that by the time we find it, it's often gone too far and it's too late and very difficult to control. So if we can prevent this cancer by having the vaccine and also by encouraging the cervical screening program, both of those things are essential in helping protect ourselves from this cancer. So thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you very much. Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela.